What's up, my people? <clears throat> it's me, your guy, Keith London, coming at you guys with another episode of, guess what? The Roller Agenda. <clears throat> so, this is a topic I just, I just, somebody asked a question on um, Facebook about um, white wheat. First thing I thought of was, I'm going to tell you my exact thoughts was, what the hell is white wheat? I mean, I've used wheat, red wheat, reclean red wheat, hard winter wheat. Pretty much, that's pretty much those are the ones I've pretty much heard of and used. Never heard of white wheat until recently. Um, heard somebody mention it before, like a, maybe a few weeks back or something, but I just thought it was just a mistake. So what the heck is white wheat and why do you think you need white wheat? So, I'm just going to go over the experiences I've been having. So, recently, no, it was back in the day too. People always, when they birds don't show them what they really need to see as far as everyday performance. Um, They always think to go to changing the feed, they think the feed can help them improve their birds. Okay, look, <clears throat> let me tell you how feed pretty much works. The basic. First of all, they got to have feed to survive and, and to s- sustain life and health. That's first, right? All of the feeds, grains, will help sustain life to a certain degree. Um, like they say, man cannot live off bread alone. Pigeons can't live off wheat alone. They have to have other things in their diet along with that wheat along with the it, all the other grains but mixture is pretty much the healthiest because the birds going to readily eat what they actually need for their bodies to sustain their bodies and if they breed they need extra minerals and vitamins and stuff like that but they pick that a wild bird pick it from uh, their natural environment whereas our pigeons we give it to them as a form of grit calcium um, multivitamins and so forth now, now we start getting to a, a, a level where we're trying to compete. Now, feed comes to play when you try and get your birds to do specific things. Um, fly a little slower, fly a little lower, not fly as long, <clears throat> and give them the maximum performance in a set amount of minutes. That's how people use feed to govern that. Okay, that's understandable to a degree. But there comes a time while you're raising these birds that you have to make decisions to get the best out of your bloodline by selection and breeding. Now let me get go back to that again. You have to learn how to get the best out of your bloodline by selection and breeding. So if you think you need freak, more frequency, breed your, your frequent birds to each other. I mean, you try that first before you try anything else. Say if you got two pairs of storing frequent birds, you're not sure if it's coming from the cock or the hen. Easy fix. Switch the maintenance. If they, if they both come out frequent, it's both parents. If one come out very frequent, one very seldom, you know two, two selling birds got just got put together. So you know where it's coming from. 
I would put them two pairs back together, both those freaking birds, and put their babies together. Like that. That's just some easy fixes, quick fixes. Nobody gonna be quick you gotta fly me for season two. But that's just some ways to look at it. Like I said, one of my previous podcasts, you have to fix everything that pertains to your birds from the from inside out. From inside the loft out to the kick boxes. Inside the loft out to the kick boxes. So your kick box is gonna is your confirmation. That's how you confirm what's going on. Your kick boxes. And then when something is not right, you go back to the loft. You go back to the pairs inside the loft. That's what I'm doing right now. Um what I need in my loft is to restore, not to restore, to increase the kit sensitivity in the birds to where it was before or better. And it's gonna, it's gonna have to happen from inside the loft out, period. Now, I'm, I did bring in a few birds, or well, I brought in one, then, well, that's it. Well, right now it's a few to help with that process. From a known flyer who, who has the kit sensitivity, I was looking for. <clears throat> um, so it's going to take a while to figure it out but I got other birds that was given to me reg- with regularity but I need more of it to compete because um, they got families out there right now that's really doing it I don't think I need to switch families because I'm not going to invest that much money at this time at this time in the game at this point in the game to just have freaking birds to, to compete that's not why I have the birds. I don't have my birds just to compete. I compete. I have my birds for my enjoyment and I, I compete because I, I I want to. I'm, I'm driven to do that. That's not the whole reason why. So, <clears throat> so if my birds keep provide me with entertainment and you know stuff like that and pleasure, I'll keep breeding this way. But I still want to be able to compete. So I'm working toward that. They gonna take long it won't take too much too much too much longer but anyway so i never depend on feed to to be my fix feed is how how i manage prepare and um that's, that's just manage and prepare that's how i prepare with the feed that's it but i still feel that they have to be bred for the purpose as well so what I'm doing is I got the I figure out which birds is throwing a higher percentage of birds and I'm putting all those birds together now I can get them frequent I need frequency when it comes to kit sensitivity I need regularity I, I like that word I really like the word regularity with breaks and then bird to break on regular intervals uh, uh, a good kit shouldn't roll once I mean a good kit should roll Two, two or three times a minute. If you think about it, twice a minute, it's, it's, a, it's not that much. If they're going every 30 seconds, 30 seconds is a long time. If you count the right way. 1,001, 1,002. By the time you get to 12, the kitchen be breaking. Boom. It'll take a second to, regret, re, to regather. Fly around there 12 to 15 seconds. Boom. That's, that's the regularity they should be going at. When they're in prime condition and prep right. Are prepared right. So, only thing about feed preps is if you get any one thing wrong, they can throw them off a little bit. They won't give you their max. They get, they might do well, but they might not give you their max. 
So we try to get the birds to perform at their max. That's what we trying to do. That's what we should be trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do. But these birds are not, even though I, I didn't change the bloodline, I selected the birds, the wrong birds over the last five years. I think some birds that can throw good spinners. The spinner part is not the problem. That's not the problem. The frequency is not really the problem. It's more so the kit sensitivity. I want selecting birds like that. Because I want you're not you're not competing. You're not really paying attention to the right, paying attention to the kit sensitivity as much. You're picking individual pigeons for individual performance. Period. Even though all birds are selected for their individuality, period, you pick one bird, you find 20, 50, you select three individuals. But if you select them because of how they work with the kit on every break, yes. If this, they work with regular, regular workers, got good quality, good speed, and stuff like that. So, I've identified what what it takes for those good spinners, good solid smooth spinners. I, I've identified what it, what it takes to do that as far as um, expression, body type, feather, size. Not really that important when it comes to that. Um, just type balance. I identify what what causes that. Well, I can breed birds like that, but. The kit sensitivity part only can be seen when flown. It's the only way you're gonna be able to see it, and that's the only way I gotta pick them from from this for this time forward. <coughs> I gotta fly them and pick them like that. The ones that go with the kit all the time, whether it be um, with depth, you gotta consider depth too. Whether it be a smooth roller or a hard spinner, they gotta go with the kit. Um, the birds that go to the kit the most are the ones I need to use, the top two. So if they roll 20 times, I need I need the bird to go at least 18, 17 and 19, 17 and 20 times. I need those birds back and take back to the loft. Whether they smooth rollers or super fast spinners, whatever they whatever. Let them break. They have the good style though. I can put them back in there. I think there's two things we worry about too much in, in the States. It's two things. Well, it's more than two, but two major things when it comes to flying. We worry about speed, speed too much, and feed. Those two things people concentrate on: speed and feed, speed and feed, speed and feed. First, they say, "Oh, it's fast." If the bird's not breaking when the kid is breaking, who cares if it's fast? I mean, I stock that, yeah. But you fly kid competitions, but you stocking birds is not really for kid competition. I like speed over kick competition. Well, but don't get mad when you don't win. But that's that's beside the point. We concentrate on speed and feed. It was, oh, it was fast. It was fast. That's the first thing we say. Then we say, oh, that, was a, that was a good kick bird. And that's when you need to be selecting the really good kick birds. That kit and go with the kit. That's where we got to go. We got to go there. We got to concentrate on just that. I think it's harder for us here because it's more of us. Since so much of us in a concentrated, a condensed area, you gotta find something to make your bird stand out. So it's a little harder. And everybody's governing towards speed all of a sudden. I don't know where that came from all of a sudden. I think the fastest birds are the best birds for kid competition, but they're not. 
it's good to have some kick competition birds that can roll fast, but that can spin fast, but that's not how we got to look at it. They got a kit, they got to roll with decent style, and they got to go on the brakes, period. I don't care how fast they are. Oh, they were fast, because most fast birds don't roll or miss, or miss on the brake or not notice on the brake. So you got to think about that. It's fast, yeah, but the birds rolled 12 times. That bird rolled with the kit three. And it rolled 18 times, only three times when the kit broke. So you got to pay attention to all that, fellas, all of that. When I fly for a competition, now, late the last few years, I only flew the last two years, so first, what I'm doing is watching and seeing what's going on in my kit, what's really happening. I'm looking at that. I'm not trying to count them. I'm not trying to score them. I'm trying to see what's really going on. And I go from there. Um, I think my best chance of winning anything would have been last year when I flew the Royal Rumble. That kit was really good. But them are some of the same birds I have now. But they look. For, and look, it's, you know, it's crazy for the 11 bird fly that was breaking. And for the 20 bird fly that was on the individual. So it's, that's up to me to fix that from the inside out. There's birds in there that, that shouldn't be in there. It shouldn't be in the loft because they're not helping me out as far as kid competition. They're throwing, they're throwing good spinners. Don't get me wrong. But they're not helping me out as far as kid competition. And that's why I got to go back to. That's why I've been letting birds go. I just let go of a bird. If you guys know, remember I posted it. it was a, the two cops I let go of, I really could have kept them, but I don't have to have them. They could help out. It was reasons why I let them go. Um, they have, they can help with their kid, kid sensitivity, but they can also, one of them could have also added to my instability problems too. So I just let them go and kept his brother. I kept both their brothers. They don't produce as hot as the, they do, and they don't produce as early as them two dudes do, but they burst into being really good kid birds, and they full brothers. So I decided to go with those. They won't come in as fast. And they won't be as mm, deep. No, they probably be, not really no change, but they won't come in as fast for sure. They brothers' babies won't, but they four brothers. But at the end, they better. They, they gonna, I know they're going to be around, and that was more important. So let's get back to the feed. <clears throat> like somebody keep asking, what do I feed my, why do I feed, why don't I use wheat? I ask them, how you know I haven't used wheat? I mean, you don't use this? I said, how you know I haven't? You got to understand, I've been flying competition since 1993. How you know I haven't used it? I tried it. And, and some birds don't need certain grains. I noticed, I noticed that. Like my birds now don't need corn. Like my other kids, I used to feed them corn. They used to be straight. These birds, what they do is, they will roll a lot, but they'll fly too long for me. I don't like, and I don't want to, I hate starving them down. You know, to keep them from flying too long but then they sometimes they fly too low and they get a little deep and they get dangerous and that's a whole nother problem so when I selected, when I selected some of my birds their expression a little stronger expression they became stronger pigeons mentally and physically but they, 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 haven't, they haven't got to the point where they be stiff they got to the point where they start to be individuals so since they got there what I got to do now is select birds just for performance now. That's it. 
just for performance. That was only that's what I'm second for this year. Performance will get burned into loft. And what's crazy is I hate the I hate this, but two two of the hands that I should have put up for performance that were bred last year both got taken by the Falcons. So what do you do? You put them same pairs back together and you fly them again. But at the end of this, at the end of that season, which would be next season, I'm not gonna try to fly them two seasons. I'm just gonna pull pull those ones I need in in at the end of that season. I got to because now, <clears throat> now I gotta, um, I gotta, I, I gotta. This feet. I'm, I'm, now I gotta. Since I didn't do that, so now for the rest of this year, the last five, which is that's why I gotta. The feed going to have to be my thing to get the birds to the top right now. Because the birds, some of the birds I'm needing, six of the birds I needed are all gone. One rolled and heads were up and it hemorrhaged and died. Three got ate by a falcon. And I don't know what to the other two. Oh, take that back. One rolled and hit the wire. Her wing is limp. She, and she had a big old bruise, black looking bruise on her wing. So I don't know how she's going to look by the time nationals come. Because she can't fly to use that wing at all. Well, she can use it better now, but I don't know how, what kind of shape she's going to be in come national time. So, you know, stuff happens. Anyway, so I'm trying to figure out the feed part for this kit. Because this kit, I can't feel them the same because they're not all the same. And some birds have been there, they've been only flying three or four months that's in this kit. So now it's like, damn, what do I do? So for right now, I'm not doing nothing, just flying them. But I know there's two younger ones I added. They help the kid out because they're making the kid, they, they triggering the kid a little more because they're active. But I know I got to make sure I get them a little extra feed to fly with this kid because this kid is not giving me anything under 40 minutes. Right? In 40 minutes, I think the lowest, shortest time they've flown in the last two weeks. So I make, I make sure them birds have enough to stay with them. And if they're not rolling as much, I need them to be able to kick with them. <coughs> so I'm just letting them fly. So I fly, I change my fly schedule so it's like, I fly 8 a.m. between 6.30 and 8. Um, um, and I'm feeding them. Right now, they own 12% no corn right now. Which helped them. Because they're not flying long periods of time. They're right at the 40-minute range. You know, right at 40 minutes time. Right there. They're not break. They're breaking big, but not often. So, honestly, in twenty, in that forty minutes, they give me about total breaks, about fifteen breaks in forty minutes total right now, right? By them fifteen breaks, I'm getting six or seven that's over ten right now, but it's so spread out. Now, if I can condense that to twenty minutes and get all that work in twenty minutes, I'm right in the game. I'm in the game right there, so that would be good. But anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to give them a break or nothing right now. I'm just trying to give them a kit. They know each other. Kit. Kit. Be on the same page. That's all I'm doing right now. But I noticed the mixed brand I have is wheat, milo, a little bit of safflower, which is okay for the moat. And I got Canadian peas. I don't see no other peas in there. That's Canadian peas. It was up to me. It'd be Austrian peas, wheat, milo, and a little safflower. That would be a better mix. The reason why Canadian peas are bigger, so they break down slower than the smaller peas. And they eat less less Canadian peas and get filled up faster. 
So I have birds that go straight for the candy page right away. Boom, 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 boom. Another bird you can mine also. It's up. They're not balanced. The fitting is not balanced. You know what I'm saying? So, and you, I need them to be balanced, fed, fed. That's why when people fed, fed they birds straight wheat. I, I get it because they balance fit. Everybody getting straight wheat. Everybody ain't no picking around. Look, it's, it's just straight wheat. Ain't nothing else to pick from. Even when you feed wheat and milo, it's the same thing. Now, if I broke it down, see, I, I need how much feed go in the can and broke it down grain by grain and gave them all the peas at once, all the wheat at once, all the milo at once, and then sprinkle a little bit of safflower just for the milk. Would it be the same? Hmm. Almost, because some birds are gonna still look for the smaller grains first. Then say, "Oh, they gone. Let me eat the, let me eat the peas." Now the peas almost gone. They didn't eat that many, and some birds gonna eat the peas straight up. So you gotta pay. I gotta pay attention to all that right now. I don't know why I gotta do it so much now. I never had to do that before. I just just give them twelve percent. Well, I just use a lesson it and and add to it. Depending on what the birds doing, the birds came out great. <laughs> That's all I ever did. But now it's a little different. Cause now I know it's different. I know about my birds now. What the feed is, uh, the smaller birds eat the smaller seeds, and the thicker birds eat the bigger seeds. And are they bigger because they are they bigger because they eat the th- bigger seeds, or vice and vice versa? But that's what I noticed about my birds. And back then, all my birds was they weren't large. There was medium large to medium. Now I'm getting small birds to medium large in the same kit. It's, it's not the same balance. It's not the same. So, if you know, if anybody who knows me, they know I never really liked small pigeons, period. It was never my thing. I never got excited when birds come out super small. People say, oh, ooh, she's nice and tiny. I never got excited over that. Because some of the best kits I've seen ever, no, the birds weren't small. It was like, on the verge of being, they weren't big birds, but they're medium large, maybe a little large to medium. And, and they were always some of the better kids I've ever seen, period. So, and I think that's really important, too. Okay. Okay, now, so we got, we talked about the feed and stuff like that, but I'll, if you go get a, find out, it's a chart somewhere on, on one of these websites where it got all the, for all the feed, the grains and what they do, all the fat percentage, all that kind of, you want to break it down in that series? Get that serious with it, then by all means, go ahead. Whatever, whatever makes you happy. I'm not. I didn't have, never had to do all that. I'm not going to start doing all that. I'm gonna keep it basic. The more basic, you keep it. Either this to remember and follow and follow suit. So still. So what is white wheat? What is white wheat? And what the heck is it for? I don't know. Don't. So nobody need to ask me that because I do not know. Because somebody asked me that. I guess they read the post. Somebody asked me that. No, somebody asked me that yesterday, and I see a post on it today, and I was like, what the heck? I don't know what that is. And if you know me, I don't comment on stuff I don't know nothing about. If I don't know nothing about it, I don't know nothing about it, period. That's just me. I ain't gonna try to say, oh, well, maybe it's for this or for that. I'm not gonna repeat what nobody said, because I ain't never seen none or nothing. I just told you the three weeks I seen and used, and that's it. But feed is like a like I say, like a quick fix. Name the quick fix. If you figure, you gotta figure it out first. Feed is, I use feed as a tool to get the to maintain them and to get the best out of them. That's it. 
that's all I can do. That's all I try to do. So, I'm not going to go on no further with this. Uh, I'm not, not a feed analyst. I can't tell you about this part a whole, whole lot. But I said what I had to say about that. And we're going to move on. But right now, I'm going to call this one a night. So, do what you do. Do what I do. We're going to select. We're going to breathe. We're going to fly. We're going to select again. We're going to repeat. Keep London. Roll agenda. I'm out. Peace.